This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Talk to nicely. My family decided to take a road trip this summer for a short vacation. COVID restrictions were finally lightening up in our state, and we were really sick and tired of being cooped up anyway. So my wife suggested we surprise her folks upstate and drive to see them. We were about an hour into our trip when we ran into some highway construction outside of Galveston and had to take a detour. Traffic was bad, I was pissy, and the kids were whiny. And I remember pushing my foot down on the pedal and flooring it to go around a couple of cars at one merge lane to get going. I was just exhausted and not thinking straight. Daniel! My wife chastised me about it right after it happened. My split-second impulse temper got the better of me again, I guess. As we went down the highway, I pointed out that a black Ford pickup had also decided to cut by and was coming up behind us. Oh, so if they jump off a bridge, you would too? She questioned me. I rolled my eyes and just focused on the road while she decided to take a short nap. I guess it was 20 miles later, and I noticed that the pickup was still behind us, and I thought that was a little strange. There had been enough gaps and highway merges that at least a little distance should have been made. But no, this driver had somehow managed to maintain closeness to us. I kept my eye on them. Some sense of danger softly ringing in the back of my head, I guess. Something about it felt off, but I wasn't sure what. Then I had to pull over and get gas. So I figured they would just drive on and they did. I just chalked it up to me being a little paranoid. As I go out to fill up, I asked my wife and kids if they wanted a snack and I went in to grab something for myself and stretch my legs. When I came back out, I felt like I was doing one of those classic double takes from the movies. This black truck was right behind us at the pumps. And not only that, a gentleman had hopped out of his cab and was apparently chatting with my wife. I walked over with the snacks and smiled cordially at them, trying to figure out if I was just seeing things. But it was definitely the same truck. Howdy, my name is Mitch. I was just getting friendly with your missus here. Said y'all are headed toward Galveston? He asked with a strong southern twang. Yeah, family road trip, you? Oh, just about the same. I noticed he was traveling alone, but said nothing. That's nice. I figured that was the case since you've been behind us a while. I was hoping to catch him off guard, but the man just gave a short laugh. <laughs> Didn't mean to, but I guess that's what happens. We have been on each other's tails since you decided to cut everyone off at that last interstate turnoff, huh? That sounds like an accusation, I blurted out. My wife later chided me for antagonizing the man, and maybe I shouldn't have but he was definitely giving off some strange vibes. Maybe I have a sixth sense about this stuff, but I didn't like his overly friendly nature. Something was wrong. He didn't take the bait when I said that. Instead, just tipped his hat and waltzed back to his truck, and I got an earful from Brittany. He scared me at first, but I think he is just a little lonely, she offered. Right, well, he can go make friends somewhere else, I said as we drove down the highway again. I felt like we couldn't get away from the truck fast enough. About another hour passed by, and my wife was checking her social media when I noticed she got this frown on her face. Something up? I asked. 
I had all but forgotten about the strange encounter. Just kind of weird. Remember that driver we met a while back? He just sent me a friend request on Facebook. Well, just delete it, I said bluntly. She chastised me again, but I was serious. Something didn't feel right, and this time, I was sure it was a red flag. I checked to see if he was still following us, and Brittany got on me for being a worry ward. He's not a serial killer, she teased. But she listened to me and didn't respond to the friend request. We were halfway to our destination and decided to stop and get a bite to eat when he showed up again. It was this Waffle House right off the interstate. Honestly, I hadn't seen him in about 40 miles, so I was surprised that he had caught up again. He just came in, ordered his food, and sat down. Brittany said something about it, and I told her to ignore him. It was awkward, and I was feeling paranoid as we sat there. I kept getting the feeling he was watching us as we ate. Finally, she had gotten tired of it and walked over to this guy's booth. My husband wants to know if you're following us, she said up front. I think I was as pale as a ghost. I couldn't believe she asked that. This guy laughed so loud I think the whole diner heard him. He rattled off some flimsy excuse that I didn't buy and then asked if she got his friend request. I was furious and got up and grabbed her hand. Look, I don't know what your problem is, I said. Then this guy stood up and looked me dead in the eye like he was going to fight me then and there. One of the waitresses told us to take it outside, but I chose to leave before things got serious. When we got on the road again, Brittany realized she had lost her phone at the diner. Let me use yours so I can Google where it's at, she told me. Using that Find My iPhone feature, she soon saw that it wasn't at the diner. It was moving down the highway toward us. I knew it had to be that the driver found it and took it. Is this dude seriously stalking us? I asked. My wife panicked and tried to call the phone, but it went straight to voicemail. Then she started checking her own social media again using my phone. Daniel, look at this, it is scaring me, she said as she showed me that he had taken multiple pictures of our car as he followed us for the last several hours. He was on her Facebook account. I thought about chiding her again for failing to keep her smartphone password protected, but now wasn't the time for us to argue. I focused and told her what to do. Call the cops. I told her as I tried to check my mirror and see where he was. About five cars behind us. I wanted to try and lose him, so I sped up a bit. There's a rest stop up ahead. Tell them that we'll meet them there, I said as she got on the phone with someone. They're saying it could be another 45 minutes since we are far out, she said frantically as I pulled over. Right on cue, the other driver did too. Right, stay in the car then, I said when he pulled up behind us. Honestly, I was prepared to defend my family then and there, but this guy took it to another level. He pulled a sawed-off shotgun from his passenger side and aimed it toward me, blasting straight at my tires. I fell to the ground and shouted for my wife to do the same. He did so again on the driver's side and then drove right next to us. I told them all to stay down as I thought he was about to get out and kill us. Then we heard a diesel truck pull up and my guess is it spooked him and he drove off. When the cops came, I did my best to offer a description of him and his vehicle and they gave us phone numbers for a tow to the next town. We made it there a little after dinner. Honestly, I was so shaken and rattled by the encounter, I just wanted to go home. A few days later, they called and told us they found the vehicle. It had been abandoned somewhere, and apparently, it was registered as stolen. So we had no clue who our stalker was. Worst part of this whole story is that it's not really over. Every so often, my wife will see pictures of our car on social media from that road trip. Whoever this was kept them as souvenirs. Thanks for listening. To get notified every time a new episode is released, be sure to click the follow or subscribe button and turn on all notifications.